it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode, episode five, Cinco of Own Goal, the podcast where we score so you don't have to. My name's Ashwin, and this is my co-host, Kurt. Hey, how's everyone doing? Thanks, Kurt, for saying hi. What <laughs> a World Cup we're having. Um, hands down, best start to a World Cup ever. Um, granted, we've only been watching <laughs> since 1994, but <laughs> that's right both of us <laughs> exactly so for us football's only existed since then so yeah it's been a great great start to the tournament great great start to this podcast thank you everyone we have a whopping almost 100 plays so far and we couldn't be more excited thanks We're going everyone. for that thousand um i'm sure we can make it this world cup if not <laughs> 2026 the great hope we'll get there <laughs> No, but thank you so much for being on this journey with us. So we can't wait to break down all the games that we've had in the second round of matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the teams leaving it very, 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 very late. Door was shut. I don't know how these two teams squeaked in. I'm looking at you, Germany and Brazil. Then we're going to talk about the performance of the African teams, Senegal and Nigeria, really stepping up. Hashtag mm-hmm. Wakanda forever. That was great to see. I'm doing uh, it right now. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. And we've got Mexico, Kurt's <clears throat> team, not disappointing us, almost through, almost Chuck, through. Chucky Lozano. There you go, Chucky, not scaring anyone except the defense. And <laughs> Colombia, the fairy tale team from the last World Cup, is finally back with a great performance against uh, Poland. All right. So, yeah, the, the two teams that have been, you know, teams have been leaving it really, really late. Uh, Germany. Uh, did you see that game or the way um, it ended? <clears throat> I did see some of that game. And unfortunately, yeah. I missed the ending. I had to go and watch the highlights. Yeah. So I was watching it. Man, was I glad I did. So Sweden, basically. So they scored first, I right. think, in the first half. And then Germany came back um, early in the second half. And from then on, it was all German, just German tanks, just rolling through that field, just, <laughs> just trying to find an opening. But Sweden was holding firm, was holding firm. And then Germany went down to 10 men because uh, one of their defenders actually got a second yellow card. Oh, so that, wow. was our, that was a red. How, and he got, how, late was he got, it, how late was it at that point? Uh, I think it was between the, I think it was a 70-something minute. Or mm. Actually, no, actually it was later than that. It was 82 minutes. So, yeah, they were down. And Germany, they, a tie would not help them at all because Sweden had won their first game. Mexico right. was already on two wins, six points. Sweden would have been on four points. So, yeah, it would have been really, really hard for Germany to go through after that. So they could just had to win, had mm-hmm. to win. And, uh, you know, come to 98 minute, the ref just shows five extra minutes for um, extra time, which is, mm-hmm. you know, normally in a, I would say in a non-tournament match, yeah. that would be um, – kind of extraordinary but i've noticed in this tournament especially and also with the video review incidents going on that five minutes has kind of four to five minutes has kind of become the norm yeah extra time added yeah especially at the end of match not necessarily at the end of the first half but definitely at the end of the match so you know and germany with their history with their their team ethos with their kind of their you know the 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 story around them you kind of know something's going to happen but, you know, I, I had texted you guys and I said, you know, mm-hmm. Germany's in, in trouble. They are in trouble. <laughs> I just cannot see anything happen because they were trying to have mm-hmm. a shot go against the post. 
right. and just nothing was going for them. The group and chat was blowing up. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was unbelievable how they were just pounding it, and then Sweden, you know, which was very, I wouldn't say disappointing, but it was, you know, kind of. Um, very peculiar to see them just sitting back and they're just inviting that German pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I maybe if they had tried to go forward, the Germans would have just countered uh, very quickly. But still, they were a man up, and it's just that they were there was. It seemed like they were happy to let Germany have the ball, and then just let them do all the attacking, and then be like, you know what, we'll just take as much as we can. And what happened is that the 94th minute, and I think the 36th second. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, it's 94 and something. Um, Germany gets a free kick outside of the penalty box, but not too far from. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they did something amazingly spectacular. Tony Kroos, Real Madrid player, mm-hmm. sets up this amazing free kick. So first he just uh, passes the ball to his uh, teammate who's standing a few feet away from him. Right. Teammate holds the ball. He steps up and then bends bends the ball into the far right corner yes. of the goal. It yes. was, uh, it seemed like a direct angle, but the way the ball just bent in there, it, uh, yeah, it was very, very impressive to see. Yeah. It yeah. Was. It was an ama- amazing goal. When I watched goal. the highlight, I was pretty impressed by it. Yeah. And um, very amazing goal. Very great to see. And yeah, Germany just, they actually hung on for the win, which is, you know, it's a strange thing to say, but they hung on for the win. And they actually really needed that win. Mm-hmm. So they are now... Yeah. Um, I'm sure uh, Sweden would have... The tie would have helped Sweden. Yeah, um, right? it definitely yeah. would have. It definitely mm-hmm. would have helped Sweden. Now Sweden is playing against Mexico. So now there's a peculiar situation that's going to probably, you know, or that could happen in this group where all three teams um, could be on uh, six points. So mm-hmm. if Germany win against South Korea, they'll be on six points. Mm-hmm. If Sweden win against Mexico, they'll be on six points. And Mexico is already on six points. Right. So then it would so, be the, what is it after that tiebreaker? Very, very interesting question. Um, and thank you for asking that. So <laughs> what will happen in that case? Uh, so the first thing they look at is the goal difference. So what's the difference between the goals you've scored and the goals you've conceded, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then teams are ranked according to that. If that is equal, then they look at goals scored. How many goals have you scored? Now, if that is equal, then they'll look at the head-to-head record between the teams in question. So um, who won Mm -hmm. uh, between the three teams, right? They kind of have like a little mini group. If that is equal, if they have the same amount of wins, um, then it actually goes into what they call the fair play um, ruling, Mm -hmm. which with the, the team with the least amount of cards is ranked higher. The least amount of the yellow and red cards? Yellow and red cards, yep. They call really? it a fair play ranking, yep. This is more complicated if... than the uh, line, <laughs> line of succession. <laughs> for the throne. What, what is the line of succession? I, that's the, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Exactly. I know, yeah, it I, is, it, I know it they is tried to explain it. Uh, someone tried to explain it um, on a Game of Thrones podcast, and I remember yes. it got very confusing. Yeah, uh, I don't think... You know what? I think the answer is that there is no line of succession. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Right. Um, yeah, and you know, beyond that, you know what the last um, determination is of determining the higher-ranking team? What is it? 
It's a coin toss. No <laughs> way. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Yes. A coin toss. So has it gotten to that point? I mean, I no, know it's, it's never. It's oh, never okay. gotten to that point. Yeah, <laughs> contingency, but it's never yeah. gotten to that point. It's never gotten to that point. So, so yeah, that um, would be crazy. Wow. Yeah, what most people think is that there might be a playoff, like you would have to play another game to mm. determine the winner. But no, it's a coin toss. That's the wow. last, last, last resort. But yeah, it's never gotten to that point, and um, I don't think it will. Um, I think Mexico and and Germany might go through, but. As you know, as we've seen in this World Cup, teams have been leaving it very late. There's been a lot of upsets. So yeah, and I, you know, and we love it for that. So really, anything could happen. Yeah, it makes it very, uh, very exciting. Absolutely. Like uh, the other team we're going to talk about, Brazil, also leaving it very, very, very late. Um, Costa Rica, uh, bless their hearts. Um, you know, we thought that Brazil would easily win this game because Costa Rica had an aging team. Mm-hmm. from the team that surprised everyone in the last World Cup. But Costa Rica was hanging on until the 91st minute. Um, what happened in this game was actually very uh, interesting to see because of the video review incidents that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where th- this incident actually included uh, an occurrence of video in- video review actually overturning a ref's decision. So. Right. And I think in the like almost towards the end of the game, Neymar right. had um, yes. yeah he got bundled over by the defender. But what actually happened was that he <laughs> lost his balance. So initially the ref gave a penalty, right? And then um, did Neymar he lose was his balance, or did he purposefully fall? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Was Neymar actually in the Olympics again and in the swimming category? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> to me, it looked like he lost his balance, and then he was trying to sell the content. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I just got that joke. <laughs> Him taking a dive. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, oh, I'm willing sorry, to give everyone's, um, everyone's favorite uh, flock of seagulls here the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I'm just going to say he lost his balance, but then he was trying to solve the contact. So the ref actually gave uh, a penalty. But then as soon as I saw that, I thought, you know what? There's going to be a review in this World Cup. I bet you that thing's going to be overturned. Right. And yeah, sure enough. And that was great. You know, that's a great um, uh, advertisement for video review, video referees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he overturned the decision and, you know, Neymar loved that. So oh, yeah, he, he really did. Right. Um, yeah, we're we're, we're going to get into Neymar in the end. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, ne- Brazil, they kept trying and trying. And then mm-hmm. in the 91st minute, Neymar, I think, um, I think he had a shot. So anyway, anyway I, I don't know what I don't know at what point in the game, but there was a point um, later in the game. He had he took a shot on goal and it just missed right, right, like it curved, right, right. Very impressive. Though. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. It curved on the right side. I remember seeing that. Absolutely. Yeah, he's an impressive player. But ninety um, first minute, uh, it's not Neymar that actually breaks the deadlock. It's actually Philip Coutinho, who's actually having a great mm-hmm. World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I see the guy that scored in the first game. Yes, he uh, actually, yeah. yeah, he scored a great goal in the first game. So yeah, Philip Coutinho actually um, outshining Neymar. So Neymar might probably have him transfer to another team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, but anyway, Neymar did get on the score sheet in the ninety seventh minute, I believe, mm-hmm. even though there were only six minutes of extra time. But yeah, so Brazil leaving it very late, but they come through in the end. Um, so now it looks like they might be going through with who? We don't know yet because um, the other game in that group was Serbia against Switzerland. Serbia mm-hmm. took the lead in the fifth minute. Switzerland actually battled back 
and scored um, also a very late goal to win the game. And I think it was in the 91st minute. Right. And or the 90th minute that they, they scored their winning goal. So, yeah, late, late goals. Late, late goals going on. Um, yeah. Another team that can't get any goals right now, it's um, uh, everybody's uh, – or misery loves Argentina. Um <laughs> They got it's you know it's one of those games where you know nothing's right. Like you look at a team and then nothing is right. Like the like yeah. the weather is bad around them. It looks like the players haven't eaten the right food. It's just like have you seen that before? Like in like <laughs> basketball or like, um, like you know like good teams that like it's just like the aura around them is just bad. It's just I, like I yeah. Just, um, I wonder I, what the name. I, the, I'm sure the Germans have a name for this. Um, <laughs> they have a name for everything. They have a name for everything. But, yeah, it's just like, man, I saw this game, and, you know, Croatia looked good, but mm-hmm. it's just the spank around Argentina was so bad. Right. It's just that nothing was going right for them. They, you know, they, they had a shot on goal, which they should have scored because it was open. Um, one of the Croatian yeah. players should have been probably been sent off. But, you know, and then the first goal that happened was the, the Argentinian goalkeeper. Did you see this one? Where he, he just when he, he threw it right to yeah the, uh, yeah yes. I saw that one yeah and then the Croatian guy he didn't even just like like touch it first he just straight up whooped it <laughs> yeah. into the net <laughs> like yeah like it was and then just... that opened up things for them yeah and then uh, Luka Modric another Real Madrid player he's <laughs> just great 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 second goal but mm. yeah nothing was going right for Argentina and this is exactly what we had predicted is that. Leo Messi is expected to carry everything, uh, basically score goals single-handedly. But he's not the type of player to do that. He needs other players around him to function. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, you know, you know, play lights out, but at least basically function, like right. play with him. Right, but right. It just seems that they're just not playing at all. And the 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 burden, the pressure, the the expectations from him are so inhumanely high that he just yeah. I feel like he, he just, just said he that does he's... not look happy, and he he no. he it got a little chippy there. I don't know what happened. Something happened where he like pushed another player. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, toward the end, he did not yeah. look happy at all. It does not look happy that like the beard does not suit him. It's just like <laughs> hey, the beard's not that bad. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. In other times, it looks good. But right now, it just feels like it just nothing belongs on him. Not even that shirt. He just doesn't want to even wear it. It's like, yeah, he does not look like he wants to be like, there. I saw his, you know, I saw pictures from him in his birthday celebration today on Twitter, right. and I guess he's happy. But right. you know, it's just a football game. But it looks like he's not even enjoying his football anymore. Right. And yeah. this is a kid for whom the ball is very important, and it's not working out for him. So that's very sad to see. So. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Nigeria beat Iceland in their next game. I mean, in their in the second game, and so mm-hmm. basically, Argentina has some hope. So it was very funny to see that they were rooting for Nigeria, but then they were like, "Thanks, but now we're going to beat you if we go through." <laughs> I love the meme that you posted in the chat with uh, uh, Messi, yeah. Messi cheering the with a, a Nigerian jersey on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty uh, funny. So that's basically how all our Argentinians felt. But now they have to beat Nigeria, which, you know, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion at all. No, it doesn't seem so, especially since they haven't shown that they can beat right. anybody. Right. Um, yeah. Iceland is playing Croatia. Croatia's already through, but if Iceland beat Croatia, then um, 
Argentina would have to have a better goal difference, meaning they would have to score three or more goals mm-hmm. to um, to go through. Gotcha. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, um, yeah, get let it me, together, man. Get it let me, together. Let me ask you, because I saw some some um, uh, news stories about a meeting that the um, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know a, if it was a manager or the or who right. I don't know what the what these people's positions right. are, but they had some meeting and it right. seemed like they were indicating the manager might be fired or something right. between now. Kurt, um, you know I've been watching football for a very long time. It's right. you know it's been crazy how much I've watched, <laughs> and at every World Cup there's a story like this where a team has a meeting, mm-hmm. um, with their coach with their players because basically um, either they've lost the f- first couple of games. Mm-hmm. or they're not doing that well going into the tournament. So right. there's always that meeting where there's always that meeting, that team with that meeting. And in this case, it was this Argentina meeting where the players kind of reportedly got together mm-hmm. and said, um, hey, we're not, you know, we're not playing the play for this manager again. Um, mm-hmm. But then this, the federation, the association released a statement saying, no, everyone's together. We're all united. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going for this the last game. We're going to play our lives out. So... Yeah, but there's always this thing where, you know, there's disharmony in a team and right. stuff just leaks. And now with more social media, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, there's WhatsApp. Course, yeah. yeah, there's there's WhatsApp audio messages. There's, you know, Twitters. There's, like, reporters all around you. There's impromptu reporters, right. ad hoc reporters. You know, stuff always gets out. So <clears> I think there <throat> is some truth to that. But um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we, maybe we'll know. Maybe we'll know. Yeah. Uh, after it's the, like the game. players, uh, when they have the players-only meetings in right. basketball or football when, when things aren't going well. Right. So does that yeah. happen in with uh, within teams as well, where they go kind of against the coach and the GM and the owners? Um, no, they don't have as much control necessarily, um, you know, to try and force out a coach or a GM in that sense. Unless you're right. LeBron James. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So LeBron James can definitely get a coach uh, fired. Right. He, he right. can have a meeting with himself. <laughs> get the, the coach and the GM fired. <laughs> yeah. But, um, right. Yeah. Right. Very, I, I, see yeah I was seeing that news. So that was very interesting. Yeah. Okay. For me, it wasn't surprising because I can guarantee you if a team, especially a big team, with, if things are not going well, stuff is going to happen between the coaching staff, executives, and the players. So I've always seen that happen. I remember the 2010 tournament where France basically just – the team had a mutiny. They, the team released a letter together to the media, and they were reading it out loud, where they said they were not going to play for the coach again. Wow. Feder- yeah, it was, it was insane. It was insane what happened then. So yeah, I'm not surprised anymore that this stuff kind of happens, especially when it's a big team and the pressure is on. Right, and yeah. um, you know it's kind of funny. It's a, you know you start with three games, and if you go all the way, it's seven games. But it defines a whole team. It defines a whole country. Mm-hmm. Um, the mood in Argentina, it's just they live it so much. You know they take mm-hmm. it all on them, um, and it's crazy. Like there was a sign on the highway, one of the highways in Argentina, the next day after the match, saying "Go Nigeria." You know, just a, <laughs> right. you know, usually when you see Amber Alerts, it said go Nigeria. So it's, they, they really, they really take it on themselves. So right. yeah, it doesn't surprise me when stuff just like this just spills over. Well, it makes the, this last game more meaningful. And Absolutely. At least yeah. they'll have something to play for, which is, right. which is it, nice. 
Right, and not just this game, the whole tournament. I feel like right. you know, and because it just it gives you all these stories, these heroes and these villains. Yeah, it's great. Um, speaking of heroes and villains, um, hashtag Wakanda forever. Um, African teams doing great. Uh, Senegal mm-hmm. played a great game against Japan today. It would finish two two. I Japan. thought they were going to win that one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too, actually. Uh, Senegal was playing really well. But Japan hung in there, and um, they actually equalized uh, not too far from the end of the game. So, so yeah, what are the standings now in that group? So Japan and, and uh, Senegal, they're, they both have four points. Um, mm-hmm. Colombia uh, also came back today, finally showed what they're capable of. They won against Poland. They're on three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that last game, Colombia, uh, Senegal, is going to be a great, great game. Great game. Mm-hmm. They're both uh, positive teams. Um, Colombia is really great on the counterattack. Uh, one of the goals today from James um, yeah, with the assist. Uh, the way he just passed the ball, he basically kind of curled the ball ag- across the last line of defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great, great pass. And um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Poland is out. So if Japan win, they would be on seven points. And mm-hmm. then um, Senegal would definitely have to win or uh, at least tie with uh, Colombia. Colombia has to win. Um, to, 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 to go to, to the advance. next round. To advance, yeah. Because if, okay. if let's see, if, uh, if Colombia win, no, if Colombia draw with Senegal, they'll be on four points. Senegal will be on five points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if Japan win against Poland, then they'll definitely go through. If Japan draw with Poland, then they'll definitely go through as well. So, yeah, Colombia must not lose. If Colombia doesn't lose, then they must hope that um, uh, Japan loses. So, um, yeah, Colombia, if Colombia loses, they're definitely out. That's the basic gist of it. Yeah, at least they control it. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. There you yeah. go. But, yeah. Which makes but, it, again, another one of these interesting last games. Absolutely. Uh, in play. Right. And if anybody's confused about how the standings work out in the, in the last um, – after the last round of games, don't worry. We were too, but as we've just explained with the coin toss, we've got you covered. Uh, we'll make sure we know exactly what's going on. Look, I, I would love a coin toss. I would love to see just the anarchy. Where would the coin toss even happen? A team excluded, excluded because of a coin Where toss. Where would they even do it? That's, that's what I want to see it too. Where would they even do it? Just show me. No show idea. me FIFA. Where would you do it? Would you do it back in Switzerland on neutral territory? Would you do it in Vladimir Putin's <clears throat> office? Where would you do it? Um, it's it's so exciting. It's uh can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely cannot wait. Uh, speaking of um, cannot waiting, Mexico could not wait to get another win today. Um, two one yeah. against um, South Korea. Great performance from the Mexicans. Very positive attitude after their Germany win. Mm-hmm. Um, Korea got a great goal back, a great curler, but uh, it wasn't enough for them. I don't think. Uh, I think Korea is officially. They are officially um, uh, out. I think yes, Go yes, they are out. Um, but yeah, great, yeah. great uh, for Mexico. So yeah, they definitely have to. Um, I would say get a draw at least from the last game against uh, Sweden. I'll definitely go through. Um, mm-hmm. If not, but I think, you know, they'll be positive and I think they might go for the win. But um, yeah, they are unfortunately still not guaranteed to go through, believe it or not. So they have to either tie or win exactly. the next game. Exactly. To be sure. To be, to be sure of going through. Yeah. If, if Germany right. win against um, Korea, 
Um, mm-hmm. And um, if let's say they lose by maybe one goal, I think Mexico, then they still might go through. But it, it depends. It, like like we said, it all depends on the goal difference, basically, because that that will then cascade down to all the other decisions. Um, but yeah, I hope Mexico doesn't have to suffer that coin toss. <laughs> 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 That'd be another team. I, I would love to see this coin toss. Seriously. <laughs> I would love. What kind of coin? What, what are they going to use? What, what kind of coin are they going to use? Euro, ruble, <laughs> dollar, peso? I don't know what's going to happen. Do the teams have to agree on the right. coin? I mean, what, are what they is going to mint the new coin? I don't know. Nobody's explained this. I don't know. We might just. Uh, I mean, uh, that's my research for tomorrow. Um, yeah, so that was a recap of all the uh, the interesting games that have gone on in the uh, mm-hmm. current uh, in this uh, current second round of games. So right now, um, in the next round, uh, big games coming up. We've got Spain uh, playing against. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I did have a question. Yes. I meant to ask you this when we were talking about Brazil. Yes. Um, so a friend from work, Henry. Um, he asked me to say his name this time. Okay. <laughs> this last time I just said Frank. Okay. Anyway, he was saying that Brazil, um, he thought Brazil played the best as far, as far as passing and being organized and tactics. Right. Uh, what do you think about that? Who who do you think, uh, you know, is playing the best? Maybe they did, they don't have the most scores, right. but they're they're playing the best. Right. That's a great question. Well, thank you so much, Henry, for listening. Um, if you can listen a few more hundred times, get us to those thousand plays. <laughs> no, we very appreciate it. But if not, you know, tell your friends, listen, subscribe, share, five-star rating. <laughs> um, I would say, so here's the thing, right? Nobody's completely dominated the game um, throughout the tournament. Spain was great in their opening match, but they still let in three goals. Um, Brazil was great for the first uh, 20 minutes or... I w- yeah, the first 20 minutes in, that g- in their game against Switzerland. Yeah, they were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that was the Brazil we were all hoping to see. Um, Belgium's been really good so far. But again, their opposition yes. hasn't been very good. So, you know... Belgium and England. Belgium and England have been really good. But again, their opposition, yeah. can you really tell how, much, how good a team is? But then again, you can only play who's in front of you. So those two teams have right. not disappointed, I would say. Belgium and, and England. Um, Colombia has been very impressive. I think their first game was kind of shaded because they went a man down after three minutes. But Colombia has been impressive mm-hmm. uh, so far. Uh, Croatia, I would say. Um, their game against Argentina was very controlled. Um, they were looking for openings. They had a lot more chances than the scoreline suggested, three goals. So Croatia was, mm-hmm. was very good as well. Um, Germany, you know, they still have to get into high gear. And, you know, they have to get into high gear fast. So if you want to know who's been good, I would say Croatia, Colombia, and a little bit of Brazil, a little bit of Brazil. But I feel like with Brazil, they, okay. they kind of play, you know, their, their movements faster and not play too, mm-hmm. I say, horizontally. They got to play a little bit more vertically, and get, get, you know, make it fast. Um, because if they keep playing slow like that, you know, then, yeah, they might have all the possession, but it's not going to get them anywhere. And before you know it, it's going to be a 90th minute and the game's going to be over. Mm-hmm. You know, they might make a mistake right. and let in the goal. Yeah. So they got to be very careful. So, okay. yeah, and England, Belgium, I think, yeah, those two are obviously already through. So I think their next test is not going to be between them because I think they might play for a draw. But it's going to be in the mm-hmm. second round when, when they face... Um, uh, either Colombia or um, Senegal or Japan. We'll see how they play. Um, 
You're saying they're going to purposefully? Not purposefully, but I think it might turn out that way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, oh, okay. I think those days of like teams playing purposefully for, for a draw, it used to happen. Um, and well, I think, you know, but I think these two teams, they're, they're young enough and I think they're a bit competitive enough that they might go for it. But what will happen mm-hmm. in the end, it, it might turn out into a draw. But we'll see. So, so why would they want to play for a draw? Um, bec- if, if, or in the past, why would a team play for Oh, to both go through. Well, see, in the past, so I think the Belgium-England situation doesn't apply because they're already confirmed, right? But in the past, there, you know, a team that wasn't through might have been playing against a team that was already through and they might have had a gentleman's agreement where they might have not have gone oh. too intense in order to ensure that they both go through. Back in the day, there, there's, some, there's a few famous incidents. I can't recall exactly, but there were a few famous incidents about teams um, having a gentleman's agreement and they would play the most boring game <laughs> in the history of the sport, uh, basically just passing it back and forth. <laughs> and, you know, it's clear and obvious that the, you know, they would try and rig, not, you know, intense. Well, yeah, intentionally. But um, you couldn't basically do anything about that. So I think that's when also, that's when they've tried to institute a rule where the last round of games in the group mm-hmm. have to be played simultaneously. Mm. So, yeah. So oh, is, right. that makes sense. I was wondering because tomorrow Portugal and Spain are playing at the same time. At the same time, exactly. Ooh. So the last round of games are played simultaneously. Did not know that. Yeah, so great, great segue into uh, talking about the last round of games. Yep. So last round of games being played uh, simultaneously. Portugal and Spain still not confirmed. Mm-hmm. Morocco is out, but that is Spain's opponent. But Morocco, they've been very positive, but they just weren't able to score a goal. And I think the same applied for Iran. But Iran still has a chance against Portugal. So, so if, if, if Iran wins, they go through and Portugal doesn't. Yes. Uh, okay. Got it. Uh, yes. Yes, that is correct. Um, unless unless um, Spain also lose, and then it will be between the goal difference of Spain and Portugal. Mm. Right. It. But I don't. I don't think Spain's gonna lose. But hey, very interesting World Cup. Yep. So yeah, stranger last things have games. That's correct. So let's take a look at all the most interesting games coming up in the last round. It's getting tight. It's getting mm-hmm. very tight. It's already gotten very tight. Um, so before we do that, let's talk about the teams that have gone through. So we've got um, uh, Russia, Uruguay, France uh, going through. We've got Belgium, England. We have got Croatia. Croatia is through, confirmed. And I think I think that's it. Every, everything else, even though there's some teams in good standing to go through, mm-hmm. uh, that's about it. So, last round of games, um, I would say check out that Iran-Portugal game um, and uh, Spain-Morocco, you know, because Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, uh, oh, the big one on Tuesday, Nigeria versus Argentina. That, <laughs> that's going to be a it's probably It's probably going to end up being disappointing. Nigeria is going to score like five goals and Argentina oh, is going to have no. Oh, my God. That, you know what? That's exactly the kind of air... Argentina has around them you know they have that air of oh man we stunk on the place so bad okay let's rally everyone together even though we had this we have this disharmony going on but let's rally everyone together and go for it and then boom yeah they might lose so but yeah I'm, I'm gonna look out for that that's gonna be super interesting um 
we've got that uh, Germany game on Wednesday, Germany against Korea. So Germany has to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think they will. Uh, Mexico, Sweden, we'll see what happens over there. That Serbia-Brazil game, that's, that's going to be interesting because Serbia, Brazil, and Switzerland both have a chance of, of between the three, only two of them can go through. So oh. Switzerland, uh, they're playing against Costa Rica. Costa Rica is out. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens between Serbia and Brazil. Serbia has been quietly impressive. So we'll see what happens if Brazil can handle the, the brutes of Serbia. Uh, they've got big, big players over there. So we'll see what happens against them. It'll be very interesting. Yep. Actually, and, yeah. And then um, Thursday, we've got that cracker, Senegal against uh, Colombia. That's going to be a very, very interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um, Colombia basically must not lose in order to go through. So basically, you have, I mean, Argentina and Brazil are two South, Amer- uh, South American powerhouses uh-huh. who are always expected to right. get past right. group play. If and the chance that both of them might not make it, and even Colombia exactly. might not make it, exactly, that's pretty huge. It's huge. It will be yeah. uh, catastrophic. Actually, if they don't, but uh, yeah, it will be. <sighs> yeah, Whew, I'm getting excited already. Yeah, getting excited already. Yeah, um, and it's just group play. It's just group play, <laughs> exactly. But there are teams going out, so it does feel like now or never. Go big or go home. NBA mm-hmm. playoffs on TNT. Um, <laughs> right. So after the, how do you the, remember the, this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so after this round of games uh, we're, the World Cup's taking a breather on Friday it's an official rest day mm-hmm. and then the round of 16 starts on Saturday so um, we're going to be back before the round of 16 starts so we can have a quick look back at all the teams that have qualified and then all the matchups um, that will be uh, that will be happening for the next round of games so yeah, nice. keep a lookout for that so um, that was the, you know, that was the, uh, a recap of all the action that's been going on in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we end it today, I want to talk about the uh, World Cup of 20 years ago, 1998 <laughs> World Cup. And I want to uh-huh. talk about the, the final um, mm-hmm. and um, one, one player in particular. That's uh, Brazilian Ronaldo, the heavy Ronaldo, the Ronaldo o Fenomeno, as he's known, uh-huh. Phenomenon. Um, so you remember what happened in that final? What happened to him? I don't remember. I remember that year he was on everything. He was on yeah. all the magazine covers. I remember getting that. I think it was a right. Sports Illustrated. Um, yeah, and he was such a big deal. Um, but right. no, I, I, I don't remember exactly what happened. So do you remember that Nike commercial with the whole team playing in the airport and then passing the ball through the baggage oh, yes. carousel and yes. then under the plane? Brilliant commercial. Absolutely yes. amazing. Yes. It kind of like, I feel like it kind of crystallized Brazil and mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, it kind of uh, just implanted that image of that team into at least our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you, you've got great Brazil teams from uh, World Cups past, from tournaments past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a great commercial. And that was a Nike commercial. And yes. the reason I bring up Nike is that, um, so Brazil versus France, Brazil has reached the final again. They were the current holders. They were the 1994 winners. Right. They go to the final versus France. France is the host nation. And mm. Ronaldo is on top of the world. Like you said, he's everywhere. He is just just amazing, amazing specimen of a player. Just mm. 
powerful, great scoring instincts, can do amazing moves. He is everywhere. He just strikes fear into the heart of every player, not just defender, every player on the opposing <laughs> team. And seriously, if you there was a so if you look back at all the interviews from the France players, that everybody was worried about Ronaldo. Ronaldo, how are we going to play against him? You know, how are we going right. to defend against him? Right. But on the day of the final, Ronaldo gets sick, right? Ooh. Yeah, he gets sick. He gets um, people say that he had a fit of epilepsy. Uh-huh. Um, they, he was in a team hotel and he was shaking and uh, players uh-huh. didn't know what was going on. And everybody said he was not fit to play. Really? But he I didn't does. know this. Exactly. And that's why we're here. Wow. But okay. he did play. He did play, right? Uh-huh. And then people to this day have suspected that because of the contract that Nike had with the Brazilian Federation, that mm-hmm. Ronaldo was obligated to play. And what if he didn't play? Exactly. So they, I mean, what, been, what was in the contract that forced them to play? Exactly. They, right. So there could have been fines. Um, you know, after this, this, this game ended, there were trials, actually trials, like legal trials in Brazil, where team, wow. where executives from the Federation were brought to before court because of the dealings with Nike. Um, yeah. So there could have been massive fines that the team, that the Brazilian Federation had to play, had mm-hmm. to pay, sorry. And yeah, so if you saw that finally, you saw that Ronaldo was in no way fit to play. Um, I don't we're gonna remember, put a, but... I'm going to put a link to the, like the, the FIFA recap of this, the final in, in the show notes. And yeah. yeah, you could see that he was not in a fit to play at all, right? Just, he, he looked like a completely different man. It's like, it's, it's like almost like it was just his body walking around, but his soul was gone. It was just bizarre. Did they ever, did they ever say, had he had seizures since then? And did they ever say what caused the sure. seizure? Uh, no, I'm not sure what actually happened. Nobody is unsure um, what actually happened. They just saw him in that state, and they knew that he was not fit to, to play. play. But but right. he, he and, and first he was actually left out of the team sheet, mm-hmm. right? But then they reissued a team sheet, and he was back on it again. So mm-hmm. you know what happened between that time, and that's a mystery that you know kind of remains to this day. But people have long suspected that it's the the Nike contract, the obligations mm-hmm. that you had to play. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's it was just bizarre, man. And I remember after that, Ronaldo, you know, he had a huge injury. He had a couple of injuries, mm-hmm. um, and you know, he was on and off, on and off. And right. then right before the, he did not participate much in the qualification for the 2002 World Cup. But right. I knew he was made to be ready for the 2002 World Cup. And when mm-hmm. he came out in that World Cup, he was on fire. Yes. He scored eight goals in that tournament. He yeah. had that amazing um, half moon haircut in the final. Where he's <laughs> right. two goals yeah, against right. Germany. So, you know, he was back to his best. And the reason I, I mentioned this final, I mentioned Ronaldo, is that after that final, he did not go onto the field, you know, crying, right? Because he had gone through so much, way, I, I would say, way worse than what Neymar's gone through, right? right? And so but, this is where this is going. Right. <laughs> Because I wanted to bring some contrast because Brazil and they have had great players and Brazil will always have great players, you know, from the, you know, from the day of Pelé, the arguably the world's greatest player ever, the sports greatest player ever to Ronaldo to Neymar in his current iteration. Now, I remember, you know, I've seen a lot of footage of that the first World Cup at Pelé when he was 17 years old and he was crying and, but he was crying joyful, happy tears of 
Brazil has finally won the World Cup. It was right. all about Brazil, 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 Brazil. Seeing Neymar cry that day at the end of the game, it felt like it was all about Neymar, but I could see no correlation to the rest of the team. I feel like even the rest of the team was surprised right. by his 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 um his, outpouring his of emotion. Yeah, his outpouring of emotion. Now, granted, I know it's a different day and age, but it's just hard for me to reconcile. Like I've seen Ronaldo come back from horrific knee injuries. He was out for months, right? Months and didn't so, play. So let me just let me just make sure I understand. You don't have a problem with him crying. It's just the reason that you believe he was crying. You believe it was more a selfish thing. Right. And I feel like he, that's the kind of attitude he carries is that it's more about him thinking that he plays. For, I, guess, I know he plays for a team, but I feel like he's taking it too far. Like he tries to take on way too much responsibility mm-hmm. and things that he can handle. And when he clearly sometimes cannot, but he doesn't have to worry about that because there is a very good team around him. Right. So, uh, yeah, it so was very hard to see that. But I guess he's a young yeah. kid, so. Well, he's, what, 24, 26? I think he's 25, yeah. He's oh, 25. Huh. Right. I just skipped over the, the actual age. <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah, let's, let's find out, actually. He might have made him older than he actually is. But, yeah, so that was very strange for me to see. Uh, you know, we, okay. we all love Brazil. We all love Brazil to the end. But it was very strange for me to see that. Actually, he's 26 years old. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's strange to see him just break down like that. It's like... Dude, you we know what kind of bad injury you've gone through. It's been so many, three months, four months that you've been on the sidelines, and we know you've worked hard. There's a lot of pressure on you to perform well. Right. But you won. It's great. Now get ready for the next game. Right. You know. Right. But um. I understand. I understand a, a, a little better yeah. than uh, yeah. I did I, when, I, you, when you posted that in the chat. Right. But, uh, right. Thank I, you. I, thank you. And and right. you know what? Ha- the story that uh, the story you started out with was great because I had no idea about any of that stuff. <laughs> Right, I you know I had called him the Kanye West of football, but that's actually not true. That's that was just in jest. But <laughs> and he is a great player, and I feel like if he participates more with his team, if he trusts his team more, mm. that you know I, I feel like if he trusts his team as much as his team trusts him, mm-hmm. Brazil will actually be on fire. Got so, it. but that's the great okay. thing about this month long tournament. I feel like a lot of things can happen, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, who knows? You know, a lot of people predicted the Brazil-Germany final, so it was very funny to see them leaving it so late and put their chances of going through to the second round in so much danger. So, yeah, that was... Um, but we'll see, Neymar. Um, not Ronaldo yet, but he could be. Could be. No, I, I, I can't wait to see this highlight that, uh, you know, yeah. you're going to send out. This yeah, this, this little story. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to actually send it to you right now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the World Cup 98. France won it, but I think it's more remembered, you know, besides for Zidane's uh, two-headed goals, I think it's also remembered for the 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 reason um, Ronaldo played and shouldn't have played. Very, mm. yeah, it was so controversial. Right. So controversial. Good stuff, man. Yep. So, yeah, that was it. Can't wait for the next round of games. Uh, we'll be back here um, before the second round starts around the 16 starts to recap all the action and preview the next uh, uh, next games and maybe even come up with another uh, World Cup history f- story we'll see <laughs> we'll see stay tuned you might get I lucky. look forward to it <laughs> blow my so mind again I. so do I I'll, I'll have to look for one now <laughs> yes all right everyone thank you so much for listening to uh, episode five of own goal the podcast where we score so you never have to um tell your friends 
to listen, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. Give us that five-star rating. Get us to a thousand plays and um, we'll actually invest in some better equipment. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening and until the next one, everybody. Bye.